Uh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Colossians 1 and 12. Again, that's Colossians 1. We begin reading at verse 12, and it says, Giving thanks to the Father who has enabled us to be partakers in the inheritance of the saints in light. I'm going to read that same passage of scripture out of the NIV. It says, and giving joyful thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. We're talking about today being partakers in the inheritance, being a partaker in the inheritance. Will you partake in God's inheritance that's been laid up for you? A partaker in the inheritance. I'm reminded of the scripture that says, for as many as receive him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God to them that believe. Now, how do I become a partaker or how do I partake of the inheritance? The word of God says key part here. I must believe. Let's look a little deeper with this belief in Mark chapter 11. It says, when you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them, the things you ask for, those things you ask for when you pray, then you will receive them. You have to believe that you receive when you pray. That's how you partake in the inheritance. That's how you become a partaker in the inheritance. You know, I'm reminded of my children. Once again, I have four beautiful children. But you know, it's quite interesting. When they want something, particularly if we're at the table, they'll say, Dad, can you pass me this? Dad, can I have this? Or if they're in the, in the family room, they, they may say, uh, Dad, do you mind getting me this? The point is this, when they ask, they are to believe they receive it. When they ask me for something, it's already understood the answer is yes. The asking is just a formality. The word of God says the promises of God are yes and in him, amen. It's already a yes for you and I. We're talking about being a, a partaker in the inheritance. He, God wants us to be a partaker in this inheritance that he has laid up for us. Once again, my children, when they ask me for things, they already assume it's going to be yes. The asking is just a formality. They have that much assurance that I'm going to say yes. We ought to have that much assurance that when we ask the Lord for something, that it's a yes. Now, I'm also reminded in Isaiah chapter 55, I'll kind of paraphrase. It says, come by with no money. Come by wine, bread, milk, come by without money. When you partake of the inheritance, that's just a simple way of just saying, 
partaking of the inheritance. We want you to partake in the inheritance. Come by without money. Furthermore, if we would read along a little further uh, down the passage. It says, why do you labor for things that do not satisfy? We can say it this way. Why do you labor for something that you don't desire? The Lord, word of God says, if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. He will give us the desires of our heart. If we delight in the Lord or if we stay in his presence, he will give us the desires of our heart. So then the scripture says, once again, why do you spend your labor, your money for things that do not satisfy or things that you do not desire? In other words, why don't you partake of the inheritance? You see, when it's God giving you something, it's going to be something that you desire. Now, let me say this. You may be believing God for that million dollar home. You may be believing God. That is your heart desire. And that's great. Listen, the Lord welcomes those type of desires. But along your path, along the journey, he may bless you with a hundred thousand dollar home. You may start off with a hundred thousand or one hundred fifty thousand dollar home. But, you know, there's going to be something about that home that you're going to like. There's going to be something about that home that you're going to desire. It's going to make you excited. Now, how, now, Brother Pastor, why would you say that? Because when we're excited, when there's something about that $150,000 or $100,000 home that we desire, it's going to cause us, once we, once we ask for and believe that we receive when we pray, it's going to cause us to have thanksgiving. Remember, the scripture says, giving thanks to the Father who has enabled us or who have qualified us to be a partaker in the inheritance. It's going to cause us to thank God for the blessing for the home. It's the home is part of the inheritance. We're just taking it by faith. If there's something that you do not like, if there's something that, as the scripture says, why do you labor for something that does not satisfy? You know, ask yourself some questions. One, is it timing or two? Do you really want that? The Lord is interested in supplying your needs with what you want and what you desire. So even the hundred thousand dollar home, it's still listen. There'll be something about that home that you're going to be you're going to desire and you're going to be excited about it. That's a key way that you know that it's the blessing of the Lord. I remember there's another passage of scripture that says you being earthly, being an earthly father, you know how to give good, good gifts to your, your sons, to your children. If your son asks for a stone or asks for a bread, will you give him a stone? How much more will your heavenly father give you what you ask for? Now, we know in the scriptures referring to the Holy Ghost, but this, the same can be applied here. God is not going to give you something that you don't want. There's no desire. If he is preparing a mansion for us that's suited to our taste, 
Why do you think, don't you think, don't you know that he's going to do the same thing here? So why would you buy something that does not satisfy? In other words, if it's not satisfying you, don't buy it. Don't buy it. Because when it's God, it's going to be something that you desire. It's going to be something that you like. Once again, we're talking about being a partaker. You are qualified to be a partaker in the inheritance. Now, let's read on. The word of God says he has rescued us. He has rescued us out of darkness and placed us into the kingdom of his son whom he loved. Some versions says he's translated us out of the kingdom, out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. We all have been rescued. Yeah. All of us at one point or another, we all have been rescued out of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. And when we were translated, when we were became a partaker, we became part of the kingdom that qualified us to be a partaker of his inheritance. Now, this was done because of the redemptive works of Christ, the redemptive works of Jesus. We we accepted him as our Lord and Savior. We then qualified because to be a partaker in the inheritance of the saints in light. Now, all what I described is vividly illustrated in the life of Mophibosheth. Yes, I said it. The life of Mophibosheth. Now, let's look at it. Mophibosheth. Who is Mophibosheth? Mophibosheth was the grandson of King Saul and the son of Jonathan. Now, this story can be found in 2 Samuel chapter 9. But while you're turning there, let me give you the backdrop. The word of God says that when the house of Saul received the news that Saul and Jonathan were slain in battle, the word of God says the handmaiden, the nurse, picked up Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth was an infant or a small child at the time. She picked him up because, listen, there was about to be a new sheriff in town, so she was protecting him. She picked him up and ran away. In her hot pursuit, she, the word of God says, lost her footing. She tripped and fell, and when she fell, she crushed his feet. Now, Mephibosheth ended up being in the house of someone named Makar in the town of Lodabar. In the town of Lodabar, the word of God says Lodabar means pastureless. There's no pasture in Lodabar. There's no green pasture or grass in Lodabar. Furthermore, Mephibosheth is now living in the house of another man. And Mephibosheth, according to the scriptures, had a son. So you have two different households living in one home. This right here depicts a modern day, if you will, ghetto. We can say Lodabar was a biblical ghetto. 
a paste a place that was pastorless, no pastors. We have two different families living in one home. We can say this, they stayed in the hood. They stayed in the project, so to speak. There was very little prosperity in Lodabar. In fact, let's think about the word, the, the, the name of the place, Lodabar. The bar, the standard of living was below the bar. The way they thought, their thinking, their lifestyle, it was below the bar. Low the bar. Once again, that was a place of extreme poverty. Of extreme poverty. Now, in 2 Samuel chapter 9, it opens up. David asks his attendants, his, his servants, his household. Listen, he says, is there anyone in the house of Saul who I can show my kindness for Jonathan's sake? When he asked that question, his attendants, his servants, they said, uh, we don't know, but there is a servant by the name of Ziba that belongs to the house of Saul. David said, listen, send for Ziba. And so when Ziba arrived, David asked him the same question and Ziba responded. He said, yes, there's Jonathan has a son by the name of Mophibosheth who lives in Lodabar. Well, David sends for Mophibosheth. And when Mophibosheth arrived, arrived, the word of God says Mophibosheth fell on the ground. And said, I am talking to David. I am your servant. David replies. He says, listen, you're not in trouble. I'm not angry with you. I just want to show you kindness. Now, let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. All of us was a type of Mephibosheth in our in our lives. What do you mean? We were living in the kingdom of darkness. Listen, we were dropped. We were living in the kingdom of darkness in a place of poverty, of low level thinking. Our, our behavior was low level. We were living in low the bar, below the standard of living. We were living in darkness. We were in darkness. Low the bar is a place of darkness. But I, one thing I like about it is Mephibosheth, when he arrives in the presence of David, he fell to his, his face fell to the ground. And he said, I am your servant. You all listen, when the Lord Jesus Christ, when he knocked at the door of our heart, we had the opportunity to surrender. And if you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, then you're a part of the kingdom. You are qualified to be a partaker in the inheritance. The word of God says, once again, Mephibosheth said, I am your servant. We said, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Take my life and do something with it. Lord, I am sorry. Lord, I want to live for you. But then I think this is quite interesting. David replied back. He said, listen, you're not in trouble. I'm not angry with you. I just want to show kindness towards you.
for Jonathan, your fathers, for his sake. Now, let's look at this. Many of us, when we came to Christ, we were afraid. What do you mean afraid? Well, some of us was afraid because, listen, we didn't want, listen, we were scared straight because we didn't want no parts of hell. Some of us, listen, we were afraid because we were in some serious mess. And if God didn't deliver us from this stuff, from the mess that we were in, we were about to be in trouble. We were afraid, just like Mofibosheth. And then some of us, we was afraid because we thought that God was mad at us. We thought that God was going to strike us down just like Mofibosheth. We all can relate to Mofibosheth. But I love what David says. Listen, because of Jonathan's sake, I'm going to show you kindness. Listen, because of the redemptive works of Jesus Christ, we have now be become qualified to be a partaker in the inheritance. Now, some of us, when we came to Christ, we had that mentality like Mofibosheth. When all of this transpired, Mofibosheth said, the word of God says, and this is can be found in verse eight. He bowed low and said, what is your servant that you should be concerned for a dead dog like me? Mofibosheth considered himself as a dead dog. Mofibosheth didn't see himself as Jonathan's son. He saw himself as a dead dog. As low. He still had that low level of thinking from Lodabar. He still had that low bar, that below standard of thinking was still corrupting his mind. How many of y'all understand that when we come to Christ, we must renew our minds to the things of God. We must renew our mind. In fact, the word God tells us not to be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Mephibosheth had that low debar way of thinking below the standards. He had that low level, once again, way of thinking. He considered himself as a dead dog. But if you notice, David didn't pay any attention to that. The word of God says David summoned Ziba. He said, Ziba, you and your 15 sons and the 20 servants, you are to work the fields. And let me go back. The word of God says that he's given Mephibosheth all of Saul's land. And once again, Ziba, his sons and the servants are supposed to work the fields and 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 sell the produce. In other words, Mephibosheth is now living large. But the word of God says, David said, but Mephibosheth is going to eat at my table. As long as Mephibosheth was in the presence of King David, if you notice all of these things, money, everything, listen, his total lifestyle, everything changed. But if you notice, 
he stayed in the presence of David. The word of God says that Mephibosheth, he didn't go back to Lodabar. The word of God says he stayed in Jerusalem to eat at David's table. You all, that's good news. Listen, when we come to Christ, when we accept his invitation, I need to say this. Just because the invitation is granted, is given to us, I should say, doesn't mean that we have to accept it. There are those, and it may have been some of us at one time or another, who the Lord knocked on the door of our heart and we did not accept the invitation. Now, why didn't we accept the invitation? Because although Lodabar is a lower level of thinking, its standard of living is below the bar. There are still some pleasures in Lodabar. There are some pleasures in the hood. And it's when you get tired of those pleasures, or I should say this way, when you realize the state that you're in, yes, you may be having fun on some level, but you're staying in the home of, with, some, with another family. There's no green pastures here. You're in the hood. Listen, when you realize where you are and the standard, your eyes will come open. When you receive that invitation, you will be more than happy to leave. Now, the word of God says, Ziba said to the king, everything that my Lord, the king has commanded his servant, your servant will do. So Mephibosheth ate at the table of David like one of the sons of the king. Mephibosheth ate just like one of the sons. He was a partaker. He was a partaker of the inheritance. Now, let me say this. Mephibosheth didn't even do anything to deserve this. Mephibosheth didn't do anything to deserve you didn't do anything. This is because of and and and, and uh, Mephibosheth's situation because of David's kindness. Because, or I should say, for Jonathan's sake. When how God has blessed you, you are a partaker in the inheritance of the saints in light because of what Jesus has done. Because of what Jesus has done. But let me get to the point I was making. As long as Mephibosheth stayed in the presence of King David and ate at his table, everything went well. As long as we stay in God's presence, as long as we stay in the presence of Jesus, there's something about being in the presence of the Lord that will cause us. Listen, if you stay in his presence, Everything works out. You're going to become more and more like him. And the word of God says, listen, and if you should make a mistake, the word of God tells us to come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy, help, favor in the time of need. He's always there and we'll get right back in our positions. But we have to stay in his presence. Now, let, let me say this. Now, on the negative side. The word of God says evil communication corrupts good manners. 
So if evil communication, if I hang with the wrong crowd for my brother and sister, it will corrupt my good manners. Then how much more so if I stay in the presence of God, I'll become like God. I'll begin to speak like God. I'll begin to act like God. I'll begin to think like God because I'm in his presence. And if I hang with the Lord, if I stay in his presence, I will obey him and I will be a partaker of the inheritance. And you know what? If think about this for a moment. Because of what David did for Mephibosheth, if you think about this, Ziba, his 15 sons and those 20 servants were working the fields. But while they were working, if you notice, Mephibosheth wasn't even manning the fields. His job was to stay at the table of David. Let me say this. While you're in the presence of God, if you stay in his presence, the word of God says, listen, come by with not, without money. Those desires, God's going to make sure that those that your inheritance is going to cross your path for you to glean, for you to pick up and keep and stay in the presence of God. If you notice, Mephibosheth in and of himself, he's not working the field. Someone else is gathering for him. The word God talks about how the angels will gather. Listen, God will, will put on men's heart to move on your behalf and favor will be bestowed on you. You will see a picture of his loving kindness toward us. So listen, while we're in the presence of God, not worrying, but once again, staying in his presence, God will work things out. God will cause men to work things out. And next thing you know, our desires will come right there in front of our face for us to lay hold and partake of the inheritance that's for us. Y'all, we're talking about being a partaker in the inheritance, in his inheritance. You all listen. Once again, Mephibosheth wasn't working. He wasn't trying to figure out how he was going to do this. He, no, no. The king already gave a decree in front of Mephibosheth and Ziba. He heard it. The king had already given a decree for them to work the land. And we know for Mephibosheth was going to reap the harvest. The king has already declared the blessings of the Lord is yours. All the promises of God are yes in him. Amen. So listen, your job is to stay in his presence. If you stay in his presence, you're going to do what he tells you to do. And while you're in his presence, listen, God will cause, once again, all these other things will be added unto you. All these other things. Listen, you don't have to worry about that. Just stay in his presence. You'll reap all of that. We're talking about being a partaker of the inheritance, being a, a partaker of the inheritance of the saints and light. God has a great inheritance for us and God wants us to partake of it. Listen, when you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you qualified to receive the inheritance. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.